Hello, everybody, and welcome to Socks on Tap. I am Johnny Nani, joined today by Tony Marchese. Tony, uh, it was a little bit of a tough one last night to open up the series against the Mets. Uh, we're getting quite used to this kind of baseball around here, aren't we, Johnny? Uh, maybe you haven't because you haven't been discussing these for a little bit. You you uh, got a little reprieve from it, which is probably good because uh, Buzz and I are probably at a point in life where some of our habits have become unhealthy. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's good to have you back. That's number one. Uh, number two... Johnny, I have no idea what if this team can ever put together another win streak of of three games, let alone two, at this point in time. Because I mean, it's the Mets and it's Reynaldo Lopez who's pitched really, really well the second half of the season. And I mean, he struck out six today, gave up two, gave him their best chance to win this ball game. I, I don't think he was too bad, um, but then you start to get into extra innings against these guys, fail to score runs. You know, two for 12 with runners in scoring position, uh, leaving seven runners on base. There was plenty of chances for this team to put a few extra runs on the board. You wasted a decent Lopez start. Um, you burned through uh, pretty much all of your, your best bullpen arms in one game. And then you go to extras and, and fail to put anything together. Just really disappointing effort. Um late in that game. Um, but what, what are you going to do? I mean, this is, this seems to be what we're dealing with lately. Yeah. And, and you know, you had mentioned like, you know, Oh, is this team ever going to be able to put together another like win streak? Well, you know, last night it was exciting because Tim Anderson was finally returning to the lineup after about a month absence, actually a little over technically, uh, if you go by the dates. So he finally comes back and we looking like we have our strong, you know, left side of the infield with Moncada and, uh, Anderson there. But then Mankata fields a ground ball in the first inning, kind of moving to his left and exits the game with uh, before he can even bat with hamstring tightness. So, uh, you know, things the the uh, the dice just aren't falling our way. It's, Why can't uh, the White Sox have nice things? I, I really want to. Yeah, that, that's basically what I'm uh, driving home here, Tony. Uh, so that, that was, you know, I was back at the ballpark last night, excited to see that. And then so we had Ryan Goins sitting in the cleanup spot. So. Uh, it was, I mean, in his defense, he did break up, uh, Syndergaard's no hitter. Um, he, he was the first one to get a hit and like past the fifth inning. So, um, the, it was just, uh, frustrating when it finally, you know, actually there, there was a little bit of encouragement in that ninth inning. You got Diaz coming in who, uh, his numbers probably don't speak to how good of a closer he is with the stuff. Uh, but you know, he was a little wild, had some pass balls on him. Uh, and, uh, then, Anderson ties the game up with a uh, sacrifice fly in the ninth inning. So that, that kind of gave us a little sense of false hope, Tony, I think, um, because then uh, things go fine in the uh, 11th with Calme. Then Ruiz comes in. <laughs> uh, yeah, in the 10th, excuse me. Then the 11th, Ruiz comes in and gives up a uh, single right away. And then uh, Osage comes in and gives up one that barely got over the fence, and one that uh, almost hit the concourse. <laughs> that day, I'm pretty sure it did hit the concourse. Um, yes, dude, who, it was Conforto. He he was aiming for that goose out there in the goose yeah. out. He would have hit it a little bit further to the right, pull it just slightly more. I think he would have decapitated the goose. Probably. I mean, that ball was absolutely murdered. And I, I was there uh, last week, and I when I saw Nelson Cruz put one basically to the concourse and left. I don't know what it is about me being in this ballpark and watching 
some of the longest home runs this year. I was we were also at the Eloy game where Eloy put one up on the fan deck. Um, balls just flying out of the stadium for some reason, Johnny. And uh, we've talked all year. Well, you've heard all year about the the juiced ball and. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's been a year where I've seen home runs go farther than this year so far. And that's just a little bit of a side note, but, um, too many for the opponents. Um, and you know, it, it got embarrassing at the end too, when, uh, you know, all you heard in the stands was let's go Mets just embarrassing. Um, I think is, is a, is a good word to use there. Uh, a lot of Mets fans out there, Sox fans all kind of just left even before we went into the extras, um, in the ninth. And, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but uh, it, there was a trail of people uh, leaving in the ninth inning. I uh, don't like seeing that. Um, the other thing, too, is I, I want to go back, and I, I don't want to discount how good Noah Syndergaard is. Um, the, <laughs> seven and seven and, and a third, uh, gave him five hits, one run, one walk. He struck out 11. Uh, his 4.1 ERA is nowhere near how good of a pitcher this guy is. He struggled a little bit earlier in the season, but what you saw – Last night, out of Noah Syndergaard, um, just filthy stuff. You know, it's, he, the guy's throwing a 92 mile an hour changeup with uh, with almost about a 100 mile an hour fastball, and you know he was just making people look silly all night. So I'm not going to go out there and say that the Sox offense was, you know, had no reason to to kind of sputter through the first five innings, but when you get into this Mets bullpen, you know, Lugo Wilson. And they did okay against Diaz, but the one part that really bothered me, Nani, is when we had the bases loaded and Jose Abreu grounds into that double play with one out. Yeah, I think, um, you, I think you said it last night at the game. Uh, that was the moment that we lost the game before it was it even was, over. It was. That was the exact moment that we lost that game. Uh, you can't load the bases with your number three guy up to bat and ground into a double play to end an inning when you're down by one run. That's just not, that's not acceptable. Not you have all. to get that ball in the air. Um, you know, it, I'm not saying that I would be able to in that situation, but you would expect a guy like Jose Abreu to be at least able to hit a fly ball into the outfield. Um, you know, that's what he's here to do. He's here to drive in runs, especially out of the three spot. And we didn't get that from him. Um, and then, you know, you don't even give Dolan's or Jimenez a chance to bet. It, it, it's unfortunate, um, but that's that's what ended up happening. They could have put up a, a crooked number in that inning, and they were unable to. Uh, this game should have been over in the ninth inning with the Sox in the lead. And, yeah, that, that's how it should have went down, and it didn't. But just another frustrating one, man. I, I think I kind of blew off a lot of steam on Sunday. Uh, the off day was nice. And then, you know, back to the ballpark. This was just a disappointing one to drive home from. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what what you had said, it, it really rings true, is that we lost the game in that opportunity with Jose Abreu up, bases loaded, one out, um, and he grounds into the double play. Like you had said, just kind of hit a fly ball, man. Um, the, give Just keep the line moving somehow. Um, I think that's just the biggest thing there. Obviously, you'd love to see a grand slam, ideally, in that situation. But uh, that that just took the wind out of our sails in the crowd and obviously in the dugout. So um, e- even with the uh, tying run in the ninth, it still felt like we were still kind of playing from behind in a way. Does that make sense? Um, 
So, yeah, like you said, just frustrating, tough one to drive home from. Um, and, I mean, Syndergaard's good. You had already mentioned that. Um, but there's when, when you have an opportunity, I'll bring back that word, opportunistic. I know everybody missed it with me being away for a little bit. Uh, you you got to take advantage, and that's the biggest thing. Uh, Mets take advantage when we uh, kind of get down to our, you know, end of the line bullpen guys uh, in Ruiz and Osich there, obviously put up their runs and uh, then lock it down in that bottom of the 11. So um, Tony, that's pretty much all I got from uh, last night's game. Uh, it, it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, another good way to put it. I mean, we've, we've run out of adjectives to describe uh, some of these white Sox losses, uh, especially of late. Um, just not good. Is is a great way to put it, I guess. Um, let's let's move on. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what the White Sox have going on today. Uh, again, another pitcher who is pretty damn good in, in Jacob Degrom. Uh, he's six and seven on this year with a two eight six ERA, one hundred sixty three strikeouts, going up against Lucas Giolito, eleven and five three five two, one hundred forty one strikeouts. This says pitchers duel written all over it. We know how that always ends up, but. Uh, you know, Lucas has not looked like the first half of the season version of Lucas Giolito uh, so far since the All-Star break. Let's see what we get out of this kid. Uh, Johnny, any early predictions for Lucas Giolito tonight? And uh, how do you think DeGrom will look against the Sox? Um, unfortunately, I think it's going to be similar to what Syndergaard did to the Sox last night. Uh, I think people get a little bit skewed by the numbers when you just look at that uh, record. And I guess, the, you know, the ERA is still solid for DeGrom. But this guy was the Cy Young winner for the NL last year. Um, let's not forget that. Uh, he's still a very good pitcher. Um, and you know what? It's basically what the Mets have going for them. Uh, they, they've had a little bit of a, actually a lot of a rough stretch from uh, mid-June on. Uh, in their season here and, you know, a lot of internal clubhouse issues and whatever. But the one thing that can be their savior is their starting pitching. And uh, we saw it last night with Syndergaard. And unfortunately for the White Sox, I think we're going to see it again with DeGrom because I am not sure if Yohan Moncada is going to be good to go. There's been no announcement on that as of the time that we were recording this, Tony. Um, Eloy struck out four times last night. Um, that's He's not a good sign. lost at the plate. Uh, yeah, so unfortunately, I think it's going to be uh, low scoring, but I, I do think uh, Giolito will uh, will kind of bounce back a little bit here uh, tonight. I know the second half has not been as kind to him as the first half, but uh, it, I think this can it can be a matchup that kind of raises his game. Uh, you know, you get up for this one a little bit more. You're facing a Cy Young winner. Um, you know, you, you kind of want to prove that you're the next wave of that type of pitcher, and that's what he was looking like in the first half. So I think this will be good uh, mentality-wise for him to get up for this game. So I predict a low-scoring game, Tony. Um, I'm going to go with about a 3-2. Uh, um, honestly, couldn't tell you who's going to win it, but the, that'd be my prediction for tonight. Yeah, um, I I like that. Uh <laughs> You know, it just seems like every time I'm expecting one of these pitchers duels, it winds up being a blowout one way or the other. Um, and the Sox just really haven't shown me anything that uh, that that <laughs> says that this offense is going to wake up. I mean, they've they've done it in spurts. Maybe they can do it tonight. Who knows? Um, but man, would you? I would hate to see this team get swept at home by the New York Mets. Uh, 
So let's go and make that not a possibility tonight. Lucas Giolito gets himself back on track. And the Sox will win this one maybe by a score of uh, 5-2. to two, But all their damage is going to come against the bullpen. And as we're predicting scores for this game, Johnny, let's do our little ad read here for Second City Picks. Second City Picks, you can follow them at Second City Picks. All you have to do is predict the score of the game, and you can win a Chicago food establishment gift card that's going to help you pay for your meal, and all you have to do is pick the score of the game. Real simple, real easy. Even big butter guys can do it. Yeah, it is really easy, Tony. Unfortunately, mine was uh, not correct last night because I had the White Sox winning uh, yesterday, but it is literally as simple as you go on enter the score, what you think the White Sox will score, what you think the visitor will score. Um, Tiebreaker usually is how many hits the White Sox will have. Uh, Enter your email address, and if you win, uh, if you're right, they send you a gift card. It is really that simple, secondcitypicks.com. Awesome, and now let's get into our our picks to click here, Johnny. Uh, Who you got tonight? Uh, Let's see, for my pick to click tonight, I'm going to go with Tim Anderson. Uh, I had Jose last night. Uh, That did not work out so hot. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Timmy, uh, second game back. He finally got, you know, he got his first, uh, uh, getting his feet wet back in the big leagues over after over a month off last night. Um, let's see a dinger tonight. Um, get into that bullpen late inning dinger from Timmy, uh, really bring the energy. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. How about you? There you go. I'm going to go with, um, Lure, Lure Garcia. If we can get a, uh, if we can get something going against the ground, I feel like it's going to be a Garcia double to the gap for some reason. And, you know, he comes around and scores. And if this is a low-scoring game, I feel like he could be a factor up there in that leadoff role. That's where I'm expecting to see him because that's where he's normally at. Um, So hopefully if he's still on this team, knock on wood, it's a trade deadline today. Um, You know, especially for your sake, Johnny. uh, Oh, yeah. I hope that he's still here because we might have to to do something if if a trade goes down involving him. Um, But, you know, He's my pick to click tonight, and I, I think that that should be some good mojo that he, he'll still be here come 3 o'clock. Yeah, yeah you just mentioned uh, trade deadline. Yes, please. Uh, I hope Larry's not gone, just for my personal sake. Uh, but, yeah, uh, just the one news bit that we have right before uh, we came on this call to record this, uh, Nate Jones' era has finally ended in Chicago. Uh, he was shipped off to Texas for uh, along with um, – uh, some international uh, bonus signing money. And uh, the White Sox got back minor league right-handed pitchers, uh, Ray Castro and Joseph Jar- uh, Jarneski from the Rangers. So, um, I mean, the, that's that's the blockbuster of the day so far for the White Sox, Tony. It is. And and Jones was the longest tenured White Sox. Can, can you tell me right now who the longest tenured White Sox player is on the current roster? Uh, Jose Abreu. You are incorrect. Who is it? It is your your guy. Is it Larry? Larry Very Garcia. Nice. Yes, longest tenured White Sox player. Yeah, as yeah. of right now. Yeah, that's I, yeah. it's no, you're right. You're right. That he's right. been yeah. around as long as he has. Yeah, uh, he was, and that's just funny that uh, Jones is heading to Texas because Larry Garcia came from the Texas Rangers. So a little fun factoid there. There you go. There's some some weird baseball for you. All right, Johnny. That's about all we've got today for Sox on Tap. Uh, hopefully tonight we'll be talking about a White Sox winner. Um, we all got out to the ballpark last night, so that's why this episode's coming out just a little bit late. Uh, but we hope you enjoy it nonetheless. Let's go White Sox. Let's go White Sox.